everybody. This is Johnny Hollywood from the Buffalo City Beat. Um, we're back again for another episode this week. Um, I got the privilege to record back-to-back episodes today. So this episode we're recording right now, obviously it's going to come out on this Thursday because that's the week it's coming out. But I recorded it last week. Um, it was really cool to do a back-to-back episode I haven't done before. So this is two, two hours of me sitting in this chair. It's the longest I've sat down and recorded for, but I'm really stoked about it. As always... This podcast is brought to you guys by Prodigal Farms. Happy chickens make happy eggs, and happy chickens taste delicious. Um, if you guys want to know anything about that, we're going to have the guys, uh, the man and wife from Prodigal Farms on this podcast very soon to talk to you guys all about how they got their thing started and all about um, naturally sourced chickens and what all goes into that. If you guys want to be involved and want some chickens or want some eggs, they deliver all across Western New York. So get in touch with me and... I'll put you guys in touch with them, or you can just get in touch with me, and I'll take care of it for you. Um, today, we're here with Mike Tomset. Tomset? That's it. That's, That's it. Right. Sweet. Tom set the table. Tom set the table. I like it. Um, so we were talk- or he reached out to me last week and really flattered me about telling me he was listening to this podcast, and I'm very, very honored to have him here. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, he's a huge, in my opinion, I think he's a huge mover and shaker in the hospitality industry in Buffalo. I'm huge, at least. Yeah, he's very just, tall. He makes huge. He makes Joey the God look like a pocket watch. A, a, a little uh, uh, designer, designer dog. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's even better. He makes you, you make him look like a. He's like a nicely trimmed pomeranian. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey like, the god. And you're like the mastiff. Sure. Always barking. Yeah. Joey the god. Oh yeah. <laughs> for sure. Shout out to uh, Joey the god. By yep. the way. Yep. For sure. Um. Yeah. And who else was I talking to? Oh, and you, uh, AJ, shouted out to me the other day. He fished me that you guys were together. Hey, I've been that flake. Dude, I've been trying to get him on here. I said it so many times. I mentioned something that to him. I know. think that's probably why he messaged me. Well, cause maybe I gave him like the little. <laughs> Did you? you? Know, oh yeah, sure, oh, dude. Because I because like he, a man he knows quite commitments. a bit of people. He does. He's a very he's a very you know he's a very out and about. Yeah, kind of... and he's he's a popular guy except for his flake rates of a thousand. <laughs> so he's a, he's a popular guy. He's a guy. He's popular. But he never shows up. He never shows up to his commitment. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's... pretty much. But yeah, I'm I'm very happy that that I got that we ran into each other. I'm very happy that you're sitting down here. So I'm I'm happy to be here, man. Let's jump in and let's talk about you and how you got your start. I know this isn't your first love, or is it? Bartending, the, the industry, yeah, hospitality. I would say the industry is my passion. Okay, you know everyone has to have outside interests, right? Outside of love. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, not. No, in this sense, in this sense, maybe you have like, you this. have something that you love as business, but then you have something yes. that you're passionate about as yes. a project. Uh, you know, because you, you have to have you have to have hobbies and such, yeah. right? You're gonna drive yourself nuts, and you know you'll burn yourself out in the industry. Uh, so you know, I, I've been doing, I've been in the industry. Let's say for let's see, I'm 30 now. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm getting old, man. Uh, <laughs> dude, it's not that old. Yeah, uh, although, I know, right? although I say the same things, dude. I was sitting at um, I was sitting at Good Bar last night with uh, a couple of my friends, and I was like, "Yo, none of these girls are can be 21." And I bet my buddy five bucks. I was like, "Yo, I bet you that girl is underage." I was like, "Get her ID so we can figure out if it's fake or not." And they just yeah. got past the door, and she's like, "I'm 23," and I was like, "Bitch, I'm 24." So then, then I, I'm. 56 then at that point like i'm 24 but i look like i'm 24 i own a rocking chair to put it into perspective that's where i'm at yeah yeah um, i sit on my porch with a rock i have a garden i yell at the neighborhood children you're there i'm man. not even joking with you. i yell you're at them there all the time. i mean you're i love there. them but i fucking love yelling at them 
It's a, it's a true pleasure. You've made it. I've made it. Yeah, yeah no, I've you have. Exactly, that's, that's I sit with is. like a like an MGD or some kind of like a nice old man beer and I yeah. just rock. Yeah, you got the beard. You got, you got the, the beard. Uh huh. You got the height. So when they actually when they pipe up, you can stand up and you're like, oh sure, four feet taller than them. You listen here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> get the Texas thing yeah. coming out. So so I'm from from Texas. Well, I'm I'm from here actually, but my parent my parents had me when they were young. I grew up actually all over the country. So I've, you know, we probably moved every six months as a kid, and I've lived in California, a bunch of places, Texas, a few places. Now, are you, are, were you a military kid? Is that why you moved so much? Or? I think, I think my parents were just hippies. I think they smoked a lot of weed. Okay. You know, I, I, I honestly don't, 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 don't know. Okay, <laughs> I, I, don't yeah, yeah. I think that's, all, I think you that's know, cool. Uh, they, my mom was, let's see, I'm, I'm 30. My mom's 52, so like not that young, but I guess kind of. Kind of young for the time. So it's like my mom came from one family, dad came from the yeah, other dude, family. My parents are in their sixties, which is yeah. I mean, it's. I it's, mean, they're the young. My parents are the youngest parents from oh, sure. my age. Yeah, it's like, very cool having a young because my mom is you know wacky janky. She's okay. a very yeah. She is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just moved, I just moved her up here not too long ago actually. Uh, so she's super cool lady. She was always like the the neighborhood mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, I say I'm, I'm going to say from Texas because I. That's where I stayed the longest of any anywhere I ever lived. Graduated high school there, went to college, played football, such and such. Uh, but I've been in the industry now probably like on a, not like quote unquote professional level, but a serious level, you know, for a good 12 years. And realistically, dude, I don't think I've actually hit my stride until about 30, about this year right now. Now I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm in a position where I actually have some influence and I, I, I can create create ideas and like motivate ideas in the city. So now you, you start, like, like you said, you moved around a lot. When did you start into the industry? Obviously probably when you're young, about 17, really? 17, okay. 18. Yeah. It was probably in Austin. Uh, or actually, no, it was probably it was Dallas and Addison. Actually, I started as a bouncer. Go really? figure. Go figure. I, I dude, you got the, you got I, got, the I got the look, you, got you know, the I got the build. Dude. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of small now. I used to be a lot bigger, you know, playing sports and stuff. Well, like jacked, oh, jacked real, wise, just, 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 just fucking huge. You're man. tall, so, dude. Yeah, you look like you're... I got the frame. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, dude, I, I'm like two sixty right now. Okay, I used to be right around like three fifteen. Holy shit, three twenty. Just, just a big, up. just a big boy. Jesus Christ, big boy, just, <laughs> just like getting those rotisserie chickens yeah. and holding them, like eating <laughs> them like an apple. You like know, a chicken wing, like I, me eating a chicken wing. You yeah, got just the whole, the whole just the whole like Wegman's chicken. You know, <laughs> just holding it, eating it like an apple. <laughs> Check on IDs. You know what I mean? Like, really putting the fear of God. Fear of, just bones and everything. I'm just, just fucking chewing it, you know? Just crunching them up. So I got, <laughs> yeah, so I got my start as, uh, as a bouncer. Um, and just by happenstance, I'd never really had any interest in bartending or thought what I, I – honestly, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do mm-hmm. with my life. Uh, this is something I want to talk about later. I think that's how a lot of us got started in this industry. Yeah, this industry is kind of like the you know the island of misfit toys. Right? I love that. Kind of, uh, yeah, I love that. Right, yeah. where we're like we're all maybe a little weird or a little broken, or we don't really know what we want to do, or people don't really know what they want to do with us. But like we all come together and we make like this big, this big happy, yeah, big I think, happy family. I think right? it's a, a lot of kids like go away from home and like when you're at school. Like for me, it was I went to school. Sure, and. I wanted to eat something besides campus food, so I became a cook. Yeah, okay. free free meal four days a week. I thought you were gonna make a, a vulgar joke there, but uh, no, right. no, 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 no. Oh um, those those vulgarity things came along with it because a lot of hot servers work in the industry and service talks cooks. 
They, you know, they, they do. They I don't know do. if that's something you ever talked on your show, but that, that is that is like an unspoken stereotype. Yeah. Servers and the cooks. Servers bang cooks. Peanut butter and jelly, man. I uh, I don't know where the where the bartenders slid away. I guess bartenders bang customers and servers bang cooks. Yes, we're, we're, I guess we're, we're very aloof, I oh. suppose. I won't confirm or deny any of these statements. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, you know, for public record. You're I, not on oath. You're not, uh, you're not under plead, oath. I'll plead the fifth. Okay. That works for me. I will say that I've never dated anyone I met at work, like industry-wise, like coworkers. I have. It doesn't work. A well. lot of us do. A lot of it us doesn't have. work. Doesn't work. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Stay away. You're from really, it. you're really fucking yourself. To up the here. young kids who are coming up in the industry, stay away. I know it's tempting, and I know a lot of them are really hot. And I know you're going to ignore this. And I know you're going to ignore this. But in five years, when you've been in the industry for a while, you're going to come back, and you're going to agree with us, and you're going to say the same thing to the next generation. It's gonna just let me tell you right now, as like I said, you know, thirty. Uh, you know, I, I got like the, you know the hairs in my beard. They're not gray. They're white. They're just pure white. And that's I'm, that's not even a joke. I'll pluck one out for you right now. You could you could confirm on the air here that they are in fact white. Uh, you know, and that comes from stress. And a great way to 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 get yourself a big old boatload of stress is dating your coworkers. Oh, hundred percent. Don't do it. That's why a lot of places have it written into their little handbook, like, which everybody ignores anyways. I mean, you're you're more or less flirting for a job, right? Your job is to engage customers. Oh, for sure. When you work as as a bartender, you're, even as you're, a server, even as a server, you know anything that I involves. Think, I think for men, it's more as a bartender. For women, it's more as a server. Sure. Well, that, there's definitely that stereotype. Yeah, because I think I think women bartenders have it a little bit harder than us. For hundred percent, because they have to deal with getting flirted with. I've said this. I'll, I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. Female bartenders have it the hardest. Oh, yeah. Uh, number one, to break into bartending. And, you know, I think there's a, a small amount of inherent sexism in our industry. I think it, well, I, I, um, I think they just have I it harder to prove themselves. Dis- yes. I disagree that it's hard to get into it, but I think oh, it's, it's, yes. I think harder it's, to be taken seriously yes, as a professional. It's much harder to be professional be, well, at a, work most as of, a woman. You know, most of my mentors were, were women yeah, when I, I was think, growing up. I think, like, there's a difference between a girl who's hot and a bartender and a girl who's hot and can bartend. Well, in the same way with like like guys at beach bars, right? You're not yeah. you're not hiring me because I can I, no, you're I, I have an expert I got, cocktail now. Washboard you're hi- yes, you're up. gonna hire me because um you know that 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 calendar Jersey yeah. Shore kind yeah, of yeah I go right? tanning twice a week and I look sure jack. But unfortunately, like that stereotype carries over in a lot of just like regular jobs for women, for sure. especially when it comes to bartending. Yeah, some, and I know a lot of very talented. Very professional women that even I look up to in this city. Mm-hmm. Uh, a la Lisa Ellen, shout out to you. What's up, big sis? Uh, Rachel Wright, president of the USBG. She runs. Uh, she's the beverage director and general manager of of uh, Mezke. Yeah, you were talking about her the other day. Oh, she's, she, she's I'd love rad. to have her. She's a she's love a she's a big on. weirdo. I love her. Yeah, let's do it, man. Any put it this way, dude. We talked about it the other night. Anybody that you know who would be the slightest bit interested in, in being mic'd up and talking and bullshitting sure. about life, put them on. Send them my way. Rachel, uh, I think Rachel would be a great one for you because she's, uh, well, she, well, Rachel, you're just a sassy broad. We both know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she speaks for herself. She puts me in my place. Okay. That speaks, that speaks uh, you know, to, to her level of, that, of, of shit talk. So. That hits me too because I watch you put people that I'm friends with in their oh, place sure, like all the Sam. Time. Oh, like, all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, she, <laughs> dude, she snuffs me out like an old cigarette, man. She looked, out of nowhere, too. Shout out to Sammy, girl. Oh, shout out to baby Sam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to her for sure. We're going to get that little plum on here at some point, I'm sure. Dude, I've been trying. There's a lot of people. 
there's a lot of people who who have listened to a couple and who have been like, yeah, I want to be on, but you schedule it and people are like, oh, yeah. it's also kind of intimidating in a way. Um, Cause you know, it's one thing to talk to people for a living face to face. Oh right? yeah. So this is kind of like, uh, this, this is like a platform where like I'm speaking to you and I have no idea who's going to listen to this. Oh yeah. You know and what this I mean? is open. And, and the crazy thing that I think about this is, and it made me nervous for like the first four episodes, five episodes I did is that things that we say on here are like, once that goes on the web, it's there. Forever, like for, Hillary Clinton's for emails, baby, they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> they're just gone, man. Anybody can get a hold of these. You so. know, I'm, <clears throat> I was very comfortable coming on because, like, like I said, you know, um, we said was talking about it earlier. Aside from maybe Joey the God, uh, what's up, Joey the God? Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm probably the second most opinionated person in the city. So anyone that knows me or has ever met me knows that I have no mind, like problem speaking my mind. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, if if you know, I if I feel comfortable saying my opinions to you as a, even as a customer, I should I should be able to like not just public like talk to talk. I yeah. should walk the walk. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's why for me that this has been such an easy platform to do because it. I mean, I I know less people than you and Joey. Sure, but I would have to say that I don't I don't give a shit just as much as you guys, and I'll tell whatever whatever to whoever how it is as long as it's how it is. As long as it's old, uh, how it is according to my perception. Yeah, yeah, right? that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't want ever want to sell. I don't want ever want to sell somebody wrong in my own beliefs. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I, I love a good discussion, which is why I'm so opinionated, because yeah. uh, you know, the only way we're ever going to come to see eye to eye about anything is by having open discussions. So you need, you need to like get comfortable like having opinions and defending them. Yeah. And then having people challenge them because maybe you'll learn something about yourself. Maybe they'll learn something about themselves. I don't know. Maybe you guys will go on like a nice lunch date. I, it's it, me and Joey, Joey yeah. the God. Yeah, Joey the God and I. We always have great dates. <laughs> we have great man dates. <laughs> yeah, he's great. So yeah, so I moved here. Let's see, eight fuck. I want to say like eight and a half years ago. So okay. I, when I was just a, a wee lad. Are we and we we'll have to. I'll, so you're I'll twenty fre- fresh off the twenty one boat. Twenty fresh off twenty one boat. And I'm gonna I'm tell you right now, I was a real idiot. You know, at 21, I thought I was, you know, I had the, the whole world, like, figured out. I thought that you were a god. I'm, like I'm actually going to. Joey the God. Well, there's only one Joey the, you know, yeah. there's only one God. But you can think you are, because that's how, I mean, I I turned 21 in in Buffalo. I'm a small towner. How was kid. that? Dude, it was a riot, yo. A riot, I bet. Oh, yeah. This this is a drinking town with a sports problem, right? Oh, yeah. I, dude, I saw this meme the other day, and this guy was like, yeah, I was sitting at the airport. And the airport guy, one? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's like uh, are you from Buffalo? And... The, and he, he says, yeah, yeah, I'm from Buffalo. And the guy turns to his friend and goes, see, I told you. Yep. Only people from Buffalo drink, drink like it. that at 9 a.m. <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just real quick, I'm going to pull up a picture of me when I, was, when I moved here. So you, you can just get an idea of why I grew a beard. I grew a beard for respect. Really? I, I look like a child. I'm, I, was, I was just a big... I, honestly, I look like my mom. Uh, Dude, you look like a hipster giant. If right my now. mom ever ever hears this, mom, I'm really sorry. But it looks like my mom drank a lot because I just look like I have some kind of <laughs> developmental disorder when I don't when I don't have a beard on. All right, now are you ready for this? This yeah, is oh, this is so this bad. is like really emo too. I want to see it so bad. This is really emo, Dude, you're gonna can, fucking love wait, it. Wait, oh, yeah. before I see it, can you send me this picture to put on as your picture? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I want to see it. Though. Actually, it's on my Facebook, so you can steal it. Oh my God! You look like Joey, <laughs> Big Joey. <laughs> you look like Big Joe. 
Joe, I don't know where your uh, where your dad was right around eight nineteen eighty seven. Has he seen that picture? I don't think he has. I don't. Dude, I, I don't need to give Joey any more ammunition. That looks balls. like him. It does look a bit like Joey. It looks like a bigger oh, here's, version. Here's of him. me even younger. Look at that. That doesn't. Just though. a sweet little boy. That one you look more Jersey Shore in. It's Very much hair. so. It's the hair. It's the hair. I was in Florida too. You know, if so I got that her, nice. If we could get an orange sharpie and color that in, love be right, it. Yeah, you'd be love right it. up there with Pauly D. So yeah, so I, I I grew the beard because I have a baby face. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a but I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man, damn it. And I have to continue and I want to respect. And I want the respect, and I got to keep saying it. And the more I say it, the less credible I sound. Yeah. So you just grew the beard, so it came natural. I'm a man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a respect. You know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was walking around like not with a, uh, you know, I just grew a beard like two two years ago. I'd be like walking around, and like people would ask me if I'm lost, and like I thought that was like a nice thing, but then I realized that I look possibly like I'm developmentally disabled because I have this, I'm a large person with a baby face, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> no, literally, like it, I was, I was, I think I was like, I got, I got probably pretty stoned one day, and then like. Dude, listen, you think this is funny, but like this is like really hilarious. damaging to my ego for like a good chunk of change, my guy. It's hilarious. It's not it's not funny, man. It's none of it is funny. Oh, I'm glad y'all think it like you think it's funny. I'm glad it's funny, but like I think everybody who listens I think everybody who hears this is gonna think it's funny. Well sure, yeah, because I guess you're making me more human, right? You're taking me down a notch. But no, it's not even taking that. I I think um I think that everybody has to respect the troubles that, that everyone else has gone through. I wouldn't necessarily call that a trouble. That's a trouble, baby. I don't That's know. That's a trouble. <laughs> But no, literally, I, I just always wondered, uh, like, why is why is everyone why is everyone coming up to me all the time, and ask me if I'm like like I'm 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 clearly I'm clearly a man I'm a man right you know <laughs> he's uh, a man and then no like uh, the ladies man and then I actually thought about um, holy fuck these people probably think uh, that I'm I'm slow God like because you're six five and have and the a, face a, of a pace of a child old. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere there's like a niche category for me on a webcam somewhere. Sure. <laughs> oh my god! Stop it! <laughs> I told you you should have whatever those guidelines all, all, before we started. The, there, there are no guidelines. That's the best part. <laughs> this isn't NPR. <laughs> we're, just, we're just trying to boost the ratings with sensational, sensational, uh, sensational yeah, claims. Hey, we're gonna right? have we're gonna have every grandmother and her sister on listening oh, to this fuck. after your po- after your fuck podcast, me. man. Oh, I'm gonna get emails like I always say at the end. Anybody who want wants information, email. It. I'm gonna get information. Can I have his phone number? No, please, 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 please don't do that. Oh, I won't. I'll keep that. I think I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm done dating probably for the next three years. I think. Yeah, I think it's the I, time. I still. think I'm over it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's, everybody gets there. It's a hard city out there. It is, dude. This city, as small as it is, this, it's a. It's a. What, what were you we saying the other big, day? Big small it's town. A, big small town. That's all it is. Well, it is though. You know, especially like historically, because I'm, I'm a big history buff for Buffalo. It's one of the reasons why I stayed in Buffalo, right? I moved here for school. I graduated. Where'd, where'd you go to school? University of Buffalo. And you got a uh, side psychology degree? Like, like yeah. It was... I'm sorry. I like just burped the whole way. Through <laughs> yeah. that. That was bad. I, that's why I came out like that. No, the, uh, the, the, my graduate is in uh, behavioral psychology, concentrating in childhood psychopathology. So that more or less, uh, it's not necessarily a clinical degree, but it, it centers around counseling. And I work with um, problematic children, specifically ones with like been victims of uh, specific types of abuse, very now, serious types of abuse. Does that, did your call to do that come from the fact that you look like a man child? <laughs> you know, children have always, <laughs> I, children, children have always liked me for some reason. <laughs> Growing up my entire life, identify, I always thought because I was a, like just big and kids like big people. <laughs> 
But uh, you, you might, there might be something to that. <laughs> might be hitting it on the head right there. Yeah, there might be something to that, actually. Okay, so you come to Buffalo. You've been all these places. You started working in the South. In the, in the South. In the South. Yes, sir. And you, you all grew up learning how to work down there as a bouncer. Where did you learn? And you bartend, I assume? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's right. We're not getting off track. I do. <laughs> I know. It's so bad, but it's funny. I well, mean. you know, like I told you, I, uh, you know, I brought that, brought that handle of, of gin, man. We're going to get... We're going to get weird before the end of this is over. That's fine. If people already think we're there's, getting weird. There's no runtime. We can push this as long as we want. Well, I mean, just, just you know, for the viewers out there, if any of you are actually listening to this. Because uh, I are. wouldn't. Because, I, I mean, fuck me, right? But uh, <laughs> uh, if you think it's already getting weird, like, you know, I've, we're only in two drinks in. I got a whole whole liter of gin we're going to kill before this. And so. just, I want everybody to be clear. He's drinking pint glasses of pretty much all gin. That's not true. Dude, that, did you see the first class that you poured? Un, that's I, that's can't can't be confirmed. Can't be. That, that's a he said she I said can't, situation. I can't wait till this is all on. So <laughs> I have a video recording studio in here because that's come. That's the next step is video in this bitch. <laughs> but yeah, so started as a bouncer at the place called Blackfin, which was actually actually was a pretty cool place. It was in Addison. Um, we were doing doing like a lot of like private security. There was a lot of. A lot of celebrities would book the place out. A lot of uh, musicians. Uh, a lot of like, I don't know, movie stars and such. It was, it was actually really kind of, really kind of strange. Uh, that being one of my first gigs, because you know I would work like private security for VIP rooms for like, you know, professional basketball players and NFL stars and uh, actually Ron Jeremy. I got to be the the, the personal cool. bouncer for. I'm gonna pull that picture up for you. <laughs> you got a picture of that? Oh yeah, I was the personal personal bouncer for uh, Ron Jeremy. Um, so it was it was like a weird it was a weird kind of place. It's a weird experience. And so it just so happened one day, <clears throat> one of the bartenders, and this was like a high volume high volume kind of joint, mm-hmm. right? Like turn and burn, insane. Uh, I don't know if they, they, they called in sick or I think they might have hurt. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But the uh, the bar manager comes up to me and he goes, uh, can you make a vodka cranberry? I'm like, I could put vodka and cranberry together. Sure. Yeah. And this, at this time, I, I know at this time, I know quite a bit about craft beer, which is probably what I'm most well known for in the city. Uh, but I had zero bartending experience. You know, he's like, can you open a beer bottle? I'm like, well, I have, yeah. I have opened many beer bottles, <laughs> as it happens, you know. I'm better at drinking them, yeah. probably, right? <laughs> but I can. Uh, so he threw me behind this bar that's like, I mean, to put it in perspective, it's like the bar is like the size of, maybe twice the size of like Good Bar's bar, right? Okay. In, in like a big circle. And they'd have nine bartenders on. Holy shit. To put that, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you have like every every person has a, like a A, a different register, yeah. Oh, Dude, okay, so like, okay really threw me into the shark tank <laughs> but then again you know at, at that point in my life like i was just a, I was a very like not, like proud very outspoken i was very full of myself being like big guy playing football varsity, that's a good way to get whacked playing right there, ball. yeah right well that was like my first real reality check it's like well all right fucker you know and uh somehow i pulled it through and he asked me if i wanted a job bartending and i'm like fuck yeah man i hate getting hit in the head <laughs> Bad for, it's bad. Uh, uh, you know, not to you know, I'm gonna be humble here for a minute, but uh, I'm 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 just too good looking for it. Sorry, guys. You know, <laughs> I give it to you. You're all I've got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all I got is that baby. I mean, face there's gonna, beard, baby. That's all I got going for me. You know, so like I can't. My personality's awful. So like you know, all I have is my my dashing good looks and this fantastic head of hair. So 
at a point, you got to start self-preservation. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, man, that's like what really sparked, I guess, sparked my interest. Something about it I just found so cool. I mean, I think when I first got into it, I got in for the wrong reasons. Because it's like I think we all do as as young men. Oh, for I think sure, we all do. I think I'm getting in like at the right spot in my life. But when you get in as 21, 22, because I mean I still feel the after effects. But it's like especially when you work at a really good spot where there's a lot of good looking girls that come in and oh my god, I'm yeah. looking at a picture with him and Ron Jeremy right now. <laughs> that's Honestly, such, that, that's such a classic picture, dude. That was one of the most fun gigs of my entire life, actually. Ron, uh, he was actually like he's just the coolest dude. Is he just you regular? So guy? chill. Oh my god, yeah. And you know he's uh, he's the kind of guy that just palming hundreds, palming hundreds. Everybody. Really? He's that like, kind of guy. Just old school. Old school palming a hundred. Not awesome. not being not being loud about, it, not being like yeah. big about it. Hey, just like doing? going to shake door guy's hand, bus boys guy came and took his glasses. Hey, appreciate you. Like very, very very humble, very cool. That's awesome. Uh, I, lo- I love to hear about that people like that still exist because you see that shit in movies oh, and shit. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I've also, in that industry, actually kind of woke me up to how people really, my, my first real dose of reality because I got to see uh, a lot of celebrities. Actually, I don't know them, so I can just name Usher, for instance, right? Usher worked, uh, worked the Super Bowl in, okay. uh, in Dallas. It's this huge ice storm. Usher performed and, like, rented out our entire place. So I worked private security for Usher. Usher was probably one of the worst human beings I've ever met in my entire life. I can believe that. Guy stiffed everyone, walked out on everybody, like just disrespected women right to their face. There was like a line of women to meet him. Uh, and I actually looked up Dusher. I thought he was like a really cool dude. Because mm-hmm. by the way, he presents himself. Guy's a piece of shit. You can go on record right now. This can stay on the internet forever. Mike Thompson says, Usher is a real bag of dirt. Just by the way, you know I mean? I hear, I can see that for sure. If you know, if if you act one way in public and then you act another way in private, because it's like a semi-private, right? Owning the place, running the place out, uh, it, it speaks a lot to a man. Like you should judge a person not how they treat their peers, but how they treat their inferiors, right? You like the way you treat the less of us. That's a good s- quote. Speaks, and that's not mine. I I read that somewhere, so don't don't attribute it to me. But that's that 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 speaks a lot about who you are as a person. You know. If if the only reason why you're nice and gregorious towards a person is because either they're they're your equal or a competition or they're your superior, and yet you treat people that are lower than you uh, less like dogs, like dogs. I mean, even just less. You just yeah. treat them less. If you don't treat everybody equally, you should be equally monogamous to everyone. And that speaks a lot about a person's character. It's actually one of the things I watch because you know, as as a bartender, you're watching. Most of your job is to watch, right? So, you know, and they said it's a small city, so I, I see you guys out there. I see how y'all act. Oh, yeah, don't. we were just talking about it on, um, on last week's podcast about how you, like, about hometown homely bars like Good Bar and Coles and Good Essex. Bar, which is one of my personal favorite bars in this entire city. Yeah, me too. I agree with that. And we were talking about um, how we, you run into to real players at these bars that aren't in my, what, what I would call like a big time bar. Sure. Like it's not like Buffalo Proper or um, ABV or Billy Club or, but everybody knows Good Bar if you're from Buffalo. Sure, it's actually where my parents met. Really? So, so they said. But yeah, that's killer. It's pretty cool. That, and, which is why it was cool. I used to, I used to work there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because that's I think that's the first time I ever met you is when you worked there. 
Yeah. And then I met you again and didn't remember because it's probably wasted. I met you again with little Sam, with mm-hmm. Sam the Ham. Sam the Ham, sweet baby Sam. Sweet baby Sam at um, at Thin Man. Yeah. Which you're no longer at. I Yes. I resigned uh, about a month ago. Okay. So let's skip ahead and talk about that. Thin Man or resigning? Both. Both, sure. Well, because... Well, Scratch it, rewind. How did you start in Buffalo? I was about to say, maybe we should yeah, backtrack. Yeah, let's start there, because I, I, I know where the conversation about Thin Man's going to end, and I want to yeah, start with Buffalo. Where it begins. So you had sure. all this great this great shit, So like, you know, I just experiences. After Blackfin, you know, I went worked in a bunch of places in Dallas. Worked okay. a bunch of places. That was like my jump-off point. Bunch of places, bunch of places. Here and there and there and there and there. Oh, real quick, just to finish that, because I, I wanted to end on somebody you would not think is a good guy. Mike the Situation, Jersey Shore. Really? Oh, yeah. The guy came in. Rented our place out. I was on private detail for him. Honestly, one of the nicest, most humble dudes I have ever met in my entire fucking life. No shit. Palming hundreds to everyone, taking pictures with everybody, being nice to everyone. And honestly, dude, like at first I was trying to trade my detail because I'm like, dude, I'm going to get fucking blasted in the face by some yeah. guy trying to rock my situation. Chode. Nope. This guy was the coolest, most humble dude. I have nothing like his TV persona. Shout out to him then. Shout out to Mike's situation. <laughs> I don't, See, know if you, I don't know if you remember me. Mike Thompson, Blackfin, probably circa. To me, that's that's even more important than people just being normal. Is like when your public persona is such a dick, but yeah. in private and in your real life, you're real actually dude. down to earth like that. I feel like that's the most one of the most so, important things. Honestly, before we, we move off of it, I want to touch on that experience in my life taught me a lot about not judging a book by its cover and realizing that. And this is what I use now to this day. You have two. You have two personas. You have your public persona and you have a private persona. I'm not the same person. When I bartend, I'm a bartending personality. But yeah. when in, in real life, when you sit down and talk with me, I'm a I'm a completely different person. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm still pretty loud, and I still like to joke you, around. And you still have the same ideals, but your conversation with the customer compared to your conversation is completely private, different. Yeah, I, it's completely like, different. Yeah. So you know, that's I think that's a big lesson I would like to put out there is that you can never judge anybody by the way they look or the way they act. And you have to judge people based on a one-on-one experience. So really, somebody I actually idolized, Usher, piece of trash. Somebody I like actively hated. And, and tried to get rid of your Dude, chef. I tried to get out of it. I tried to worm my way out of it <laughs> like a fucking slug, dude. I was like practically ready to blow a dude just to take my shift. That's, that's how much I did not. Sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> I love that you say that because the first you listen to these podcasts, the first like four of them is all me be like, "Sorry, mom." Well, I mean, I love my mother, but me she too. understands. She's she's a funny lady. Yeah, I'll definitely introduce you to her one day. You'll love her. She's hilarious. That'd be great. She's, hilarious. Be great. she's yeah. hilarious. So, and then you um, work all these places. Work all these places. These, I decide. So I real decide. Growing up experiences. Yes. So I decided that I'm gonna I'm gonna go to because uh, still at this point I don't really know what's going on in my life. Uh, I was engaged at a point. How did you pick here? This I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting. I'm, okay, I'm, work, right. I'm working to it. I'm working to it. All right. So, I'll so let you get there. I was. I was engaged at a point. Didn't work out. Turns out I wasn't the only man in her life. R.I.P. Uh, you know, a really close friend of mine, one of my best friends, um, took his own life. Real, real, real big part of my like, real big part of my life growing up it was a huge part of my life. His name was Jonathan Rather. Wonderful man. Wonderful man. Um. And I was at that point where I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and I was caught up in my own persona and my own attitude. Mm-hmm. I was caught up in like being the man, right? Because like, goes that well, you know, point. Dallas like, is six million people, and Buffalo is a quarter of a million. 
So to walk around a city like that and have people come up to you and shake your hand in the street, it's kind of it, it, it inflates your ego pretty quickly, especially when you're young. And I already had a shit ego to begin with. I was I was kind of a shithead. I will openly admit that. Um, so I, it kind of like crumbled, crumbled my whole. I don't know, like worldview, like what am I doing? And it made me like really rethink what am I doing? Like what am I, I'm just fucking around. I'm just, you know, I'm not taking anything seriously. Uh, so I decided to continue my higher education and go for what I was passionate about. And that's like social reform, social justice via mental health. Because I think mental health is one of the most important issues we need to talk about in this country because it has such a high stigma and it's the underpinnings to so many problems and, 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 and issues especially with like this whole newfound concept of toxic masculinity, right? Yeah, did you see that shit that just happened in Texas? No, and, and don't tell me right now cuz it's going to probably Okay, okay. We'll talk Unless you want to talk that. about it. It just it really hit me today uh when I saw it. Um obviously I'm I'm part I mean I'm I'm part of the early internet generation before it, how, how bad you it mean, is today. When like um I think the early internet I'm in 93. The early, so I'm 88. I remember when YouTube first was born. Uh, so the early internet is what is probably the equivalent today of like the dark web. The early internet yeah. was a bad yeah. place. To, yeah, it was. The early internet was, I think it's why millennials, like older millennials. It's like were all so, Craigslist, just straight I, Craigslist pages. Oh, dude. They all looked like dog It's shit. like it murder videos. Oh, yeah. It's like child pornography. <laughs> yeah. like it's, it, was a, it, it was the dark web. It was a dark place. It, oh, was, yeah. it was a dark place to grow up as a kid. Yeah, Which is why I think uh, older millennial humor is so fucked up. Because Ew. we were just... Ex- I actually, I, I have this whole different theory about that. I never thought about that. Maybe we'll talk about that in their time. I have this okay. whole theory about why we are so fucked up and so weird. With the because things we, of the dark web. Because we grew up at like 11 looking at like a dude getting his head cut off. like Or Elmo eating kids and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like yeah. the most yeah, I fucked... I think that one of the, the first fuck shit. one of the first YouTube videos I ever saw, and this is before, and this shit's still on YouTube. Um, it was like, um, like that day's jackass. I think it was Wild Boys back then. Camp Kill Yourself. I don't know that one. Camp Kill Yourself was the early. It was the predecessor to both of those. Really? And that was some really fucked shit, dude. I don't know. Remember, Pass. like, remember bum fights? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was just like that was great. <laughs> that was and that was like the tamer part of the internet, <laughs> you know. So like when I look back and I'm like, man, why am I fucked up? I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm, ele- I'm 11, 12 years old, and I'm looking at all this shit. That's that. That's right. Freedom of information, ah, you know, maybe not the best idea. Maybe, maybe something's s- a small amount should, of regulation. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, go go ahead as, um, as you're saying. So University of Texas. Um, just passed uh, a campus thing that says that toxic masculinity will now be judged as a mental health disorder on campus. What? I mean, John, you know, I, lost I think my mind. I literally lost my mind. I, was I, at, I think you and I have some different different political views and social probably. views, which you know we, we're not going to get into. But um, you know, as a quote unquote mental health professional, you know they're. This, this whole concept of toxic masculinity is a very real thing. Like the, the inst- like you, I, I don't perceive it in you. You seem like, a, you know, you're a very good but, dude. What, but what I think, the, this is the reason why it, it drove me up the wall. I'm sorry for making a political turn on this cast. This is not what this is supposed to be about. Um, but I think about the idea that, like, people like me with the views that I have sure. will be labeled in such a way that it's not deserved. 
That's that's very possible. Like you know? guys like me, and I'm gonna throw Joey into the mix because guys who who enjoy the part of being a young man, sure, that society has let us have for so long. Sure, and sure, I, and that's what I worry about. Well, you know, and that's I think that's. And I don't really want to talk politics for too long because then you know. Yeah, as that, soon as that we get done with this topic, we're getting back to the regular. Show then, it, then it gets then it's weird, but um, you know, I, I think that just kind of boils down to our society being reactionary and not proactionary. You think that's what it is. It, it, you know, again, just my opinion, which we're well, all entitled no, that's, to. That's why I wanted. I don't I think that I don't need is. to know your politics. I want to know sure. your opinion as a man on I that think, because I respect it. I think this is my opinion on practically everything. I think when we really come to all of these movements. Uh, it doesn't matter what they are. It doesn't matter what kind of movement it is. Um, it's always started with the best intentions, right? And all of them are good, valuable movements. The toxic masculinity issue is a very real issue. It's a fucking problem, man. Like, I know you know a bunch of dudes who are just complete pieces of trash. Oh, yeah, and they sure. represent the rest that, the rest of us as men yeah, as I, fucking pigs. Yeah, that's and for like, sure. And, like, I, sure, I sure. refuse to be identified as, as, you know, based on those those people's decisions. We can definitely we, agree there. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. That, that is not who I am. The problem I see there in any of these movements, man, is that us as a society, we're like we're complacent because we're just we've been the, the top of the fucking pole for our entire lifetime, our parents' lifetime, our parents' parents' lifetime. Yeah, our so parents' like, parents are the ones who built the pole. Built the pole. Yeah, they put the put that pole, pole up. up. Yeah, yeah, for real though. So we have, you know, so we're just so used to being complacent in this like consumerist kind of attitude, whereas like. These movements come along, and we don't want to do any research. We don't want to do any like statistics. We don't want to hear differing opinions. So, like, um, you know, we, we just swing like gun control, for instance. Um, we swing so far. We're so reactionary. We hear like, "Hey, hey, maybe let's just uh, let's just you know get some like licenses on the guns, like you do cars. Like, show me. You, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big gun guy myself. But, like, maybe just let me show you know show me." that you're not going to fucking shoot your dick off when you're drunk, right? <laughs> you know, which seems reasonable. Yeah, it's yeah. A reasonable I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's a reasonable, I'm with you on that. So but instead of being like, oh, yeah, that's like, that makes sense. Like, let's make sure people know how to, to, to operate a firearm because it's a fucking weapon, right? But instead of just being reasonable about it, we're like, they're going to take all the goddamn guns and you're going to take the gays and the, this, you know what I mean? So, like, people just jump so far off the fucking edge with every issue. And I think that's the problem. We're reactionary. We're like knee jerk in the doctor's office. You got the yeah, yeah. Little, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. We're reactionary. We just we just fucking spurt out about our opinions instead of being proactionary. Meaning we've like been thinking about these issues because they've been issues in this country for, for a long decades, time. Yeah, right? For long from before we were and so either either of us were born. Yeah. So that's what I think the issue is in general. But you know, hopefully, uh, gentlemen like us having these discussions and other people listening and other people talking. Uh, Maybe our kids probably will be the ones to figure it out. Or deal with it. All right. Tabled. Break. We're going to go back to hospitality. Yeah. I promise. Um, Jesus, where do we leave off now? I think me, me moving here, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you, me you, well, yeah, you so came I, here for school. And so we, I, was, I yeah. was born. Why did I come here? I was born here. Okay. I was born at Kenmore Mercy. I was the last year for the OBGYN ward. Really? I mean, according to my mom, I don't fucking... I didn't actually do any of the research. I'm okay. just, I'm just okay. regurgitating. Well, I mean, that, that's good enough <laughs> for just, me. I'm just regurgitating. That could be completely false. I, lo- I like, uh, I like uh, sound bites like that, so... Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I like that's a good one. Um, yeah, man, but like, I never grew up here, right? So I lived in other places in New York. I lived in 
bunch of places in Pennsylvania. I lived all so all around the country uh, growing up, uh, and like moving every six months to a year. I never, um, I, I never had like this this romanticized kind of hometown, right? I didn't grow up with best friends. I grew up with new people all the time, and that's that's you know that's kind of tough. And I always had a romantic view it makes of you grow like up real quick for sure. It definitely does. Yeah, I always had this romantic worldview of like the hometown and the hometown ice cream shop. Yeah, well, the hometown sucks. And the the Get ice it from somebody who grew up in a hometown and the soda jerk and. <laughs> Two cents penny candies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> visit Buffalo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So I'm like, fuck. So like, I, I put out my, uh, you know, I, I put out my bunch of applications, and I actually got a, a really nice scholarship to come here, based on uh, my brain. So I guess my mom did not drink when she was pregnant with me, which is good to hear. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You don't look. You don't look all fetal alcohol in the eyes or anything. Not so the fetal. Yeah. I'm not saying fetal alcohol. Yeah, I mean, she was a hippie. I don't know. That's what, she what was drinking when you're pregnant it's true, is. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do have very squinty eyes, though. To be fair. Let's uh, <laughs> keep going. Well, my, my mom's Native American, so that's that's. My mom's Native American. I forget the eyes, Trump. It's not a joke. Uh, <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. So, Okay, so glad you think this is funny. I this think is, it's hilarious. This is not funny at all. Someone is out there going to listen to this and be like, "I'm deeply fucking offended it's by okay. this guy's opinions. These guys are assholes." Yeah. Well, so I decided that you know I always viewed Buffalo as my hometown, and I actually I only grew up with my mom, my dad, and my brother. The home you never had. The home I never had. Yeah. Yes. So I had built up this romanticized view of. The city on the lake, the Queen City, the city of light, the Nickel City, city of Buffalo. Yeah, we have so many names. A lot of names. They're all good names, too. Yeah, they are. The best names. Um, so I, I got a great scholarship, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I have a lot of family here, which I re- immediately regretted meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love it. <laughs> um, so I, I decided to move up here, and I moved up here with like practically no help, no support, you know, my, 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 I don't come from a, a very wealthy family. We're very, very, very blue collar. Uh, and just kind of had to figure it out for myself, which is, you know, having the scholarship, which is nice, kind of supports you. And I was living out in, like, UB North, which, sorry if, like, any of y'all are from out there, but that... Sucks. Sucks. Sucks, man. I don't know if you're familiar with, like, a Catholic concept of purgatory, <laughs> but it's a place where you have to wait <laughs> to prove whether you can go to heaven or hell, and that's how I feel about that area of, of Western New York. Sweet home. <laughs> that's how I feel about yeah. that area of Western New York. Like, you're not necessarily bad, but you're not necessarily good, and, like, you just got to fucking, like, balance out the cosmos oh to see God. where your soul goes. Oh, my that's, God. Like, yeah. that's, that's how I felt about that area, and uh, I just could not... You know, not to like jump on this whole like uh, making fun of white people thing, but it's like holy fuck, white people! <laughs> like, you know, dude, they're like they're like the whitest. Of the white mayonnaise is too there. spicy out there. The mayonnaise is too. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, Jesus Christ! <laughs> fuck, man. They're, 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 there's they're, there's more music than Taylor Swift on the radio station. I assure you. So I fucking hated Buffalo when I first moved here, dude. And I didn't. That was the only experience you had. And I didn't work. I, I didn't do anything in the industry for like two years. Mm-hmm. And. Literally, uh, I had nothing but bad things to say about the city, and I'm actually like I'm ashamed of this, which is why I'm going to admit it. And then I moved into Buffalo, the West Side, Breckenridge, okay, 469, 469 Breckenridge. What up? What up? Breckenridge and Putnam, uh, with my buddy Colton Belserzak, who's from Lockport of all places, 
And uh, my buddy Mike Battenfeld, he's from fucking South Buffalo. So like we really got those two, and and those are two super whitey neighborhoods too. Super oh, wait, South Buffalo is a planet onto itself. No offense, <sighs> South Buffalo, but it's planet. Yeah, what, South, it's once planet you South once Buffalo. you pass like. Once you pass Perry, like yeah, I was just saying the much, Perrys. Once you pass the Perrys, you you're, the in, a Perrys, you're, you're in, in a different, different city. planet, man. You're, you're in a whole different city. Is like a really polite way of putting it. <laughs> I remember my first time in South Buffalo. I was sitting down at nine eleven. My buddy Mike Battenfeld and his brother Brian Battenfeld. Actually, no, Brian wasn't there. Came later, and we're having wings. He's like, "You guys are the wings are the best wings." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Uh, so we're sitting down there, and it's like a, it's like a fucking Tuesday, like three o'clock. There's like six people in this place, right? And these two older dudes, like older, like fifties, come up to me, they're like. What are you doing here? <laughs> Which, like, being from Texas is like, Texans, like, we have this very uh, clear mentality about, like, you know what's bad for your health? Not minding your own goddamn business. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, everybody carries a gun in Texas, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's, like, yeah. it's why Southern hospitality, there's a reason why we're so hospitable. <laughs> no, it's not even, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like legal to shoot people in the street. <laughs> so it, like, pays to be nice. Lone star, baby. <laughs> pays to be nice, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, 22, and I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, Minding my own fucking business, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, I thought it was a joke. Like, I'm holding a wing in my hand. It's like, what am I doing? I'm eating wings at a bar. Hanging I'm gonna out. give you the benefit of the doubt and assume you're blind. <laughs> so I'll describe to you what I'm doing, right? So like, I described because <laughs> I'm a smartass, you know. And they're like, you don't look like you're from around here. And I'm like, is this like a line out of a, like a Wild West movie? <laughs> this is like, this is. Like, it's, tough it's a spaghetti movie. western, man. Yeah. You know, and my, my buddy Mike Battenfeld had to stand up. He was like, hey, listen, I'm Mike Battenfeld. My brother's Brian Battenfeld. My dad's such and such Battenfeld. My grandfather's such. He had to, like, go through, like, a, a fucking English lineage yeah. to, like, prove his, his heritage in court, right? And they're like, oh, oh, you're from the Battenfelds. Oh, excuse us. Enjoy your wings. I'm like, what the? <laughs> like, what, the <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? Where am I? I'm never coming back here. Which is a lie, because I go to South Buffalo all the time, though. <laughs> but yes, very insular city. Anywho, uh, finally, finally moved to Breckenridge, man. And it's like, I fell in love with Buffalo. I fell in love with the city, man. I fell in love with the architecture. I started learning the history of it. I started learning about like the Erie Canal and the Pan Am Exposition and why Buffalo blew up after like the War of 1812. Um, and you know, once I really got down here and got to meet real people, which is what I'm going to consider real people, <laughs> Real Buffalonians. Real Buffalonians. Yeah, people yeah. who are the city folk. And like real Buffalonians embody every ideal of Southern hospitality I've ever experienced. People here that, are yeah. very nice. And like I fell in love with the people in the city. And like, you know, like, you know, if you go, you, like, you go back to Dallas or New mm-hmm. York City, you stop somebody on the street and you ask them directions, they're probably going to tell you to go fuck yourself. In New York, 100%. Dallas is pretty I've much... I've never just, been to Texas. Dallas so. is like... It looks a lot like New York City, man. Really? It's just, it's just skyscrapers. Does Texas... Does Dallas just suck? Or, Elmwood. Really? Not all Dallas sites suck, but a lot of them do. You know, they're just like not very nice. They're very self-absorbed. Very uh, metropolitan. Well, there's like the word to describe people from Dallas, and it's a $30,000 millionaire. It's people making $30,000 trying to pretend they're a millionaire. Oh, Because it's okay. all about appearances. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about what you wear, what you drive, and such. Like, Which I'm not about... So, like, I finally moved here. It's like, that's the reason why I decided to stay after I graduated. Because I always thought I was going to go back to Texas and keep doing Texas shit, I guess. Texas shit. But, like, I fell in love with Buffalo, man. Like, I just could not get out of here. So, my, my first job in Buffalo, believe it or not, and you're going to eat this shit up. You know, I think I guess for my first, my first, I worked working at a nightclub. 
Take a guess. Um, oh, it's, it's still good. around. It's juicy. It's still around. It's the biggest nightclub in Buffalo. Is it Marcello's? It's fucking Marcello's. I fucking knew it, dude. Marcello's. I bet you made bank there. Club Marcello's. Bartending shirtless. <laughs> dude, just... I thought I thought about pine there for, to work there, man. <laughs> dude, honestly, it was one of the most fun experiences of my life. <laughs> and to this day, some of my very close best friends I met at Club Marcello, man. Uh, John Borsa. I who, love Marcello's. John Borsa, who works for Spectrum News, the head anchor for Spectrum. I can't imagine what it... You you've seen him on the news, I'm sure. No, I know him. Yeah, John Borsa. He's one of my he's one of my best friends. Yeah, he like uh, l- like lives. He in lives the same right room. over there on Richmond. Yeah, he literally my best friend. Like two of my best friends in Buffalo live above him. There you go. So John Borsa is one of my he's best in, friends. He's, he's a great guy. I love him. Hilarious. Yeah, he's absolutely. Oh my god, I love him. He's great. Tell him you know me, man. He'll he'll All right, he'll, I will, I will. he'll really he'll tell you some stories. Oh, for sure. But yeah, so I met him there. I met uh, you know Carmelo Incorvaya. It's not not like a public figure, but still is one of the best people on the on the fucking planet. Uh, AJ Bell, like uh, Josh Poblaki, who's uh, I don't know if I can say this, but he's opening up. He was at Sears, the the, the banquet manager. He worked with uh, Mike Rubin, actually, okay. who you had on. But he's opening up probably what's going to be the hottest wedding banquet venue. It's in the city. It's downtown. We're breaking it here first, ladies and gentlemen. It's in an old bank, and that's all I'm going to say. We're breaking it here first still. We don't have all the information. It's one of, I, I, the f- I can't give you the information, but it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. I'd like to... I'd like to Michael Hanslian, who bartends down at uh, Fierte. Michael, you silly broad. Shout out to you. Love him. Dude, but like, I can't imagine... So you're talking eight years ago. Like eight, seven? Seven years ago. Something like I that. can't imagine... Like, I know Marcella's from three years ago. Just as wild. And then what it is now, because after they've changed it a little bit. Oh yeah, like like before the remodel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, I remember before the remodel, but not like. So I'm, I'm just gonna show you a picture here. This is the space. We can't talk about it. That is killer. It's, it's coming in one month. Insane, right? Um. Very really, put be in touch with him because I'd love to have him on the minute that that opens. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to break, break that. Guy. I'd love to be the first, the first place that breaks. Oh, that sure, news, but I'll, for I'll, sure. I'll, I'll talk to him for absolutely. Cool. I'd love that a lot. Great guy. Someone. I, he's actually like. Uh, he's actually so much like me. It, it's it's actually funny. We have this running joke that if I was gay, Michael would be out. Michael and Josh are married. Michael and Josh are married. Okay. And so it's like they've been said my oldest friends, but it's been this long running joke because Josh and I are just so much alike. Like it's it's weird. It's like we're we're, we're related. So it's this long joke that. When I decided to jump the fence, <laughs> which honestly, after the, this, this my, my last dating experience, it's it's coming. It's it's looking real good. Hang out with your buddies, drink Don't some do beers. It, man. Don't do it. You can, you can find girls who love <laughs> no, beer. I'm just joking. You can find girls who love beers and burgers as much as men, man. But yeah, so that's always been kind of fun because a lot of people, since I met them, I was never very active in like the LGBT community and. Uh, after all the kindness and love I was shown and how close I am with all these people now, I, I try and take a pretty active stand in, um, the, in the LGBT community now. I agree with that because before I moved to Buffalo, um, I had no experience. I mean, I, I had I'm some. I'm a small town kind of guy. I had some, like yeah, but you also lived, being you lived choir in choir and theater city. and such, but like in like high school, like I had gay friends, but like I didn't really get it. Yeah, I know gay people. But I never knew knew them, right? Yeah. Or knew knew the I never knew had the community friends the who were and sure. who, and people who I would publicly be like, yeah, like I love them. And now I sure. do, and like, and I have I'd have to give a hand to Buffalo, um, for kind of breaking you out of the closet. 
Oh yeah, it's so hard <laughs> out of the closet right now. But no, no, no. As like, like I said, that was before I lived here. But yeah, once I moved here, this is five years ago. I feel like it was still before the whole LGBTQ Y A B C D E F G yeah whatever broke its thing. Like was really really big. Always more mainstream, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's Buff- kind of popular now. Yeah, I feel like Buffalo has always had it. I feel like Buffalo has. There's, yeah. there's been gay bars. Like, Marcellus has been here for, like, fucking 40 years or something. There's gay yeah. bars on Allen that have been here forever. That whole... Th- that's another that thing that really... one side of Allen is, it, is, is it, all gay bars. It's a gay side. Everyone knows that. Yeah, it's, everybody it, knows. Yeah. I've um, been roofied there before. And that's... Um, yeah, I bet. Seriously, I got a well, great cathode. I, I bet you have. It was bad. Yeah. I've, I've actually been roofied before as well, and it's not... I think every bartender at a point... Maybe you should ask them this question. Just a poll the bartenders. Who's been accidentally roofied? Or well, we're doing... Roofied? We're doing... Um, in two weeks, I'm hoping we're doing a a three way cast with Felicia, Ruben, and Joey the God. Joey the God. And we're doing we're playing we're gonna do bartenders twenty questions of Buffalo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's like gonna be the the idea theme for. I'll me be looking to forward hear. to listening to that. Yeah, because like, I want and it's gonna be like everything. have you ever? Yeah. Kind of question. Sure. It's gonna right, be everything yeah, yeah. from have you ever to uh, best pizza, best wings. To favorite oh, bars. You're going to start a lot of bullshit with those questions. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to. Because, I mean, everybody... The controversy. It's it sells. It's yeah, huge, it sells, man. man. It sells. Yeah, I, but I also have... I'm very opinionated because I love food, so... What? Well, you know, I didn't get this big all by myself, right? Had to enjoy a sandwich yeah, too from time that's what I'm time. saying. Um, but, yeah, I think that Buffalo has been... Um, and for people who don't know Buffalo as... Locals know Buffalo. Buffalo has been, uh, I'd say, a, a pillar of the LGB alphabet community for a lot longer than the community has been anywhere else in New York State besides maybe New York. Just, just from the way that I perceive it coming into it, and like I said, me, my first job being a gay bar and most of my friends being in the community, the way I perceive it, I would agree with you. Yeah. Which is another reason why I fell in love with Buffalo because – Regardless of, I assume most people listening to your podcast have similar views on equal rights, right? But regardless of how you view, because the service industry is quite liberal in, in, those, in social, social like, ethics and such. Yeah. Um, regardless of how you view that, you got to appreciate it just for the sake of, like, maybe from like a libertarian standpoint. I'm just like, even if you don't like it, people are minding their own goddamn business. See, that's for me is like, I would consider myself a libertarian first. Sure. But I'm very much conservative for my age bracket sure but in buffalo it's just like what you said just like everybody's just there's like there's something you got to learn you're not like well for me it's it's when you when you're a buffalonian it's like the america first mentality you're a buffalonian first well i'm certainly a buffalonian like i don't care what you are what you do in your private life where you like to drink if you're a vegetarian or vegan if you're a buffalonian nor nor should you Huh? Say quite, say quite frankly, nor should you. Yeah. Like what? If you do, you pay your taxes. Do you do you but, mow your lawn? But I do you feel not like, litter. Like I don't. I'm, like I personally don't give a fuck. Would you? I think there. a lot of people do care about that. But and I think that's one of the greatest things about Buffalo as a gem in itself is that if as long as you love Buffalo, sure, and you, you love you're, you're our just culture, a good person. Yes, just be a good person. That's all it takes. Because you know, honestly, like I said earlier, that whole Texas kind of vibe. You know, it's bad for your health. Not minding your own business. Yeah. So like. If what somebody's doing in the comfort of their own home, it's none of your goddamn business. Yeah, and if you're nosing into it, you're the problem. If you're, yeah, dude. I mean, to be honest, though, you know, like that's that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see it on a on a 
street corner on Allen Street at three in the morning. I don't want to see uh, straight couples doing yeah, that shit on. Yeah, I like, agree with that too. Yeah. I, I'm personally like, a, let's let's keep the streets reasonably respectful. Keep them the streets. <laughs> keep it off the streets. <laughs> yeah, and that goes for everybody. <laughs> keep your weird bullshit off the streets, guys. That's that's. We don't want to see any of that. On that. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. But you know, maybe that's because I'm a Texan. Maybe it's just because I'm a decent human being. <laughs> Well, decent is probably a bad word. I actually doubt. I disagree with that. I would say you're a very decent human being. That's nice of you to say. I try to. I try I, to be. I've never met anyone that when I've said that I have know you or have met you, I've never heard any one bad thing about you. And there's maybe. Oh, I'm sure. There, I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's people out there. Well, I'm some that I've met in Buffalo. Sure. But I, maybe there's a, a, a handful of people that I know that there's nobody who can say a bad thing about. You're that's, on the five. That's that's actually very that's actually very flattering to hear, man. Seriously, dude. Like well, you're you doing... know, like the, the thing about being opinionated, and like we've we've talked before about my opinions about social justice and how, especially when you become a personality, you need to use no matter how small your quote unquote popularity is, mm-hmm. you, you have kind of a, a a a job, if you will, to stick up for the less of us. Like I was talking earlier about, it's about how you treat the least of us. And it's it's like kind of my job in a way to continually to to voice my opinions about how young people should act and how we should act. And sometimes those opinions are unpopular. You know what I mean? And that doesn't necessarily garner your friends, especially in the service industry. I have a lot of opinions about how you should act in our industry. I've definitely made a lot of. Um, I would never make that five fingers of five people that nobody says badly about because I am so opinionated. Sure. But I also, I like to think that I know how to be professional when I'm trying to be professional. But I have made a lot of enemies on, on my beliefs alone. And there are a lot of things that I, that I believe for myself that I, that I contradict in my acts sometimes. Well, I mean, we're only human at the well, end of the day, but, right? Yeah, but what I mean is like there's things that I believe for me personally and, and for family and for religious or whatever sure. that I'm never going to bash somebody else with the things that I think. Because it's none of your business. Yeah, because it's none of my fucking business. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you, I, I, I hope you take that. You know what's no. bad for your health? Not If you want, like a little, I'm going to give you a little silly parable. Can I we I, make that a t-shirt? I'd fucking wear it, man. Well, if I me? sell that t-shirt, will you, will you let me print that? Yeah, man, you can you have it. What's bad for your health? And get Uncle Sam's picture on it? Well, so actually, so where I got that from, it's not necessarily like a well-known, I mean, that's kind of the attitude of Texas, but it's not like a saying, right? Mm-hmm. So as a kid, on the summers, my, my buddy, um, Dave McKinney, Dave McKinney, his father owned a cattle ranch. His father was also an arms dealer, which was like a real fun combo. He owned a cattle ranch out in west, uh, north of El Paso, a little town called Spade, Texas. Spade, 600, Texas, baby. Population 602. Put it in perspective. Uh, 603 get, now. <laughs> to, to put it in perspective how big Texas is, Dallas is right in the middle, and fucking El Paso is 12 hours away. Big old place. Fucking huge. So we're just north, and it's like, you know, 50,000 fucking acres. I have no concept of it. But there's a bunch of these old school kind of cowboys. And, like, I'm not talking about, like, Matthew McConaughey selling no, cologne. Ranchers, I'm talking man. about real, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm talking about cowboys don't look like they do in your porn movies, guys. Guys you know, who were born in leather chaps with a mustache. and uh, Born made of leather. Made of. Seriously. 
you want to meet a man, go meet a fucking rancher, <laughs> like a ranch hand, dude. These guys will put you right in the place. But that, you know, that's where I learned how to weld. That's where I learned so many great things. I didn't really have a dad growing up. So that's where I learned a lot of like skills on how to be a man. And, you know, my first year out there, I was 14. So I learned how to ride a horse and lasso and like be like a real cowboy. And it was uh, two Mexican dudes, white guy and a black guy. It was actually really weird because it was the only black guy in the entire fucking city. Honestly, probably like. <laughs> probably so still. it was really, I remember like, I never had the balls to ask him, but like, how the fuck did you get out here? Because, no, dude, it was just mostly white people. Like, this is, like, really... Rural I'm Texas. talking, like, mesas, vultures, tumbleweeds, saguaro cactus, <laughs> jackrabbits. Like, I'm talking, like, the fucking Wild West, dude. And, you know, like, we're in the middle of goddamn nowhere. So, and, anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to the... I'm going to get to the fucking stuff. I'm getting to the story. Anyways, so, like I said earlier, I was a real loudmouth... I was real full of myself. I had a really big, big head, right? Thought I was a really, really fucking cool guy. Uh, so we're out there my first year. And I've always been a very inquisitive person. So I'm, I'm always about the thirst for knowledge. I like knowledge for the sake of knowledge, to quote Socrates. Um, because, well, I mean, honestly, ignorance is, quite frankly, why we're at the way, like, where we are. Not even politically, but like socioeconomically in this country. Like, it's just ignorance on all across the fucking board. Just big, wide, broad stroke. And our populace as well. Read a fucking book, guys. Get out there. There's a library. I don't know if you knew, but you pay taxes for it. Comes out of your paycheck. You're literally. It's there. You can, you can go you're get fucking, a card. You're paying for it. It's yours. Go use it. Get over there. Read a fucking book. Good for your health. Yo, a lot of people need to hear that these days. Read. A fucking book, guys. A lot of people my age, I think that it's funny. Like, you're, what, you... 30. Did you say 40? Fuck off. No, I'm no, 30. I was, 30. I was, no, I was, I was going to say four years older than four me. Four years older than you, yes. You're okay, six right. years older than me. I'm 24. I'm a babe, man. I, a sweet little lamb. I get it all the time. But <laughs> I think that there's a huge disconnect between even... You can't call that a generation. That's only a couple of years. That's just about a handful of years. But there's, I think there's, there's not many people my age that that did that. My mom was the one that taught me how to read and like took me to the library. But I think that it, I think that it's an important thing that over the generations we have lost is the desire for knowledge and knowing how and where to find it. For sure, like because the internet, us, the internet is us, not where you find the knowledge. No, no, no. Friends. I'm I'm holding up my phone for everybody. We're talking clickbait. Yeah, you're and you're, you're reading false information. This is, I saw I saw I'm a huge memer. I'm. Well, who doesn't like internet, memes? But I love that's what memes. keeps me, honestly. It's what keeps me alive. Um, and I saw a meme today, and it said, um, "Happy Mother's Day to the iPad that's raising your child." <laughs> and it really hurt, it hurt me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that kick you right in the feels. It hurt, dude. It did. I had to put my phone down for a while. I bet you did. Yeah, I mean, obviously, twenty minutes later, I was back on it, but because well, because that addiction it, is real. It really hurt me because there, I see it in. And cousins and friends. Every or, every person, uh, oh every young God. person I know. There's actually, on the mental health side, there's actually been studies uh, done by Yale and Harvard both that show there's been a strong decrease in uh, entropy in, in like younger generations. Yeah. And that's more or less the ability to recognize uh, human emotion. Yeah. Recognize emotion. So like you and I are having this conversation, we're meeting eye to eye, right? But how many people do you know where you look at them in the face... And they can't make eye contact, and they can't read facial cues. They can't read yeah. body posturing, and that has a lot to do with just fucking texting. Even just like how many people can you call on the phone right now? Yeah, I love like um, 
Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz, they have this like one thing that they talk about when they podcast and like um, they call each other. Yeah. And it's because Joey Diaz goes, I, I want to know you love me. I'm insecure. I want to know. <laughs> and, like, I feel it's like that's great. how it is. Like, I I call my friends. I but, don't but, like But to not text. a lot of people call anymore. People will. Because just talking to a person makes people uncomfortable. The thing that kills me is when I call you and you let me go to voicemail. Fuck I don't you. leave voicemails. But you let me go to voicemail. Then you fucking text me after back? Fucking text me. I'm like, me. You, you little skinny prick. I but I, talk, I'm not gonna talk to you the rest of the day, probably. When I get my fucking hands out, dude, it, it, it you, drives me nuts. You're gonna get the CDs, man. It drives me nuts, CDs? man. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get these. It drives me nuts. Anyways, going back real quick, I, so, I want to yeah, finish it because yeah. I think you're yeah, really yeah. gonna appreciate this, and I think maybe, uh, maybe the listeners are gonna like it, guys. By the way, I don't know. I'm, I'm slowly working my way through this entire bottle of gin. So, if, dude, if, if, if we're getting very, if we're getting, very slowly, this is gonna, if we if you make it through the whole bottle of gin, this is gonna be a five hour podcast. Very slowly, I'm at like. Fucking a liter right now. How much is in that? How much is that? This is a, this is a, a handle. It's one point seven five. Yeah, it's half a gallon. Okay, man. never mind. <laughs> I give him props. I, I I'm used to a handle having a handle on it. Well, look, you know, like I said, when we first met. I said we we're gonna get the bottle of gin and we we're gonna get weird and people are gonna see the softer side of Mike. Yeah, man, I'm down with that. Turn it softer. We're gonna be pushing the longest podcast we've done, and I'm real proud of it. What what what's what's the, what's the time we're at right now? Uh, an hour and four. Are we? Oh, so let's let's wrap it up. Then. No, 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 no. Let's keep going. You want to keep going? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, man. I mean, I, I'm this here. Is my, this is our platform, baby. We can do whatever All we right, want, brother. We can do whatever we want. Well, so you know, I'm right because I feel like we've we've gone on a lot of tangents, tangents here, yeah. and perhaps that's my fault. No, see, but I think that number one, it's interesting. Number two, it's interesting. And number three, it's hilarious. Well, that's good. So, so good. <laughs> like, you're happy. Uh, we've spent at least 10 minutes of this is just laughing. Like, well, you know, dude, what's good for your health? It's good. It's yeah. fucking laughing, man. Okay, so laugh more, everybody. Get out there. Um, But let's come back. So I'm, I'm on the ranch. I'm riding with the cowboys. I'm being a real loud mouth. And I'm, so for me, I was always asking a lot of fucking questions as a kid. That was just me. I was an inquisitive little fuck. And I'm constantly asking questions. And so we're about two and a half miles out from the ranch in literally what is the middle of nowhere, not to overuse the word. And John, who's this older, older white guy, the guy had to be like 71 when I met him, but he probably could have beat me in a fist fight, like over under. And I, I grew up boxing. My dad was a semi-pro boxer. So like, I thought I was a real tough guy. This guy could have whooped my ass. 71-year-old man really puts you in your place, you know, when you got the piss and vinegar in your nuts. Yeah. Uh, he looks over to me. He goes, Michael, have you ever heard about the man that lives to be 140? And I'm like, John, that's not real. Hey, ain't nobody ever lived to be 140. He goes, you're telling me with all your big city learning. You ain't never heard about the man that lived to be 140. I'm like, John, I went and told you there ain't no such thing. I'm a man. I know what I'm talking about. Right? He goes, uh, so you're telling me you have no idea how we lived? to be 140 dude you got me baited right now i want to know right right so uh it, it, and at this point i'm i'm fucking like my blood's boiling because like i don't think it's very funny i don't i don't think this is funny john i'm 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 a, I'm a smart young man i'm a man you know and i'm like no john god damn it just fucking tell me he goes and so he looked over and obviously out there you always carry a pistol and you always carry a long gun usually like a 410 shotgun for like rattlesnakes or such and he looks over and they stop the horses in unison as if these motherfuckers rehearsed it. <laughs> Seriously. They just and know. talk about it. And so like, I'm already intimidated. These dudes. 
Listen, if you're 14 and you're 310 pounds and you're a boxer <laughs> and you're intimidated by a 71 year old man, you like y'all might want to call me like a, a, a little bitch here, but like I'm gonna tell you what, these guys are the scariest motherfuckers I ever met in my life. He looks over at me, makes they all make eye contact with me, and he has his revolver right here on his hip. He looks over, he goes, he did it by minding his own goddamn business, <laughs> patting his patting his patting his pistol. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lesson that stood with me 16 Dude, years now. That's the you best. You know what's man. so like more so like the implication is, you know what's bad for your health? Not mind your own fucking business. That's an awesome. Take dude, it. That's a great lesson. Take it and tell everyone. I love that, man. We're making t-shirts. I mean, I'll certainly wear one. I'm. I'm. We're gonna open the so, marketplace on the website. In a real roundabout way, where did we leave off here? I was at Marcello's. I want to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about the industry. We're, talking, right? yeah, we're, talking, we're supposed to be talking about talking Buffalo. about a bunch of dumb shit. Uh, I, I got the job at Mister Goodbar. Oh, you went that right was, from there to there. There to there. No shit, Mister Goodbar. And if I will, if I can use this spot for one second to 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 boost somebody up, um, Bobby Rab, the owner of Mister Goodbar, is one of the finest men and probably, in my opinion, the best owner this city has ever seen. He is legitimately a great person cares about buffalo wants to boost buffalo wants to do more for buffalo and cares more about his employees than anybody i have ever come in contact with in my entire life you know sadly i i've never met him and i, I don't mean know, you I don't will know. you've probably seen him i've probably met him and shook hands well, he's a very humble himself. fucking guy is the What's thing he look like i mean like 5'11 black hair small like short goatees like mid-30s He's a humble fucking guy, man. Glasses, anything? No, he just looks like an average fucking guy. He's an guy. He's probably poured me so many drinks. He's the most humble dude I've ever met in my life. And he I actually learned a lot about humility from watching Bobby Rab. I got a lot of respect for that guy. So big shout out to Bobby Rab and Mr. Goodbar. Uh, if you guys ever hang out at Mr. Goodbar, I want you to know you're supporting a good fucking guy who does a lot of charity work. He does a lot of good things for his employees. He's a solid dude. Even if I don't work for him anymore. I got nothing but positive things to say, and I will always say that. It's also one of the reasons why I hang out at that bar, and also because I live around the corner. But that has no. no. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of us do. All of us do. But yeah, so you know, I was working at uh, Mr. Good Bar, and then from there I left for Providence Social, RIP. Dude, I'm sad about Providence that. Social. Yeah, I left there for the bar I'm manager. Really sad that's about that's that. where I worked with Lisa Ellen who I think is one of the most talented, uh, not just women I've ever met in my life, but like just talented people uh, who just so happens to be a woman. She is a real, she's somebody I look up to. She has a lot of knowledge. She has a lot of passion, uh, a lot of sass, which is why I like her, because I like sassy people. Uh, Taught me a lot. Taught me a lot working with her. So RIP, Providence Social. And then I was headhunted by uh, Bruce Wiesella, who was used to be the head chef of uh, Thin Man. Now he's opening his own joint over on Chandler Street. I've met, I've met Bruce before. I, uh, Dusty. Funny guy. Dustin du- Murphy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love Dusty. He's a good, I mean, I don't want to say good friend of mine. I'm going to call him a little turd. But I like him. But I work with him. Yeah, I, I like, like him too. Yeah, he's a great guy. Sad he's, to see him go. But well, he's doing great in, was I know. in Seattle now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sad to see him leave. I love the guy. He's an absolutely great guy. But yeah, so I was headhunted by Bruce Mazzella's wife, who's the general manager of Tapo, to work at Thin Man for the bar management position. Uh, and then I opened that place up because I'm a, I'm a certified Cicerone, which is like the equivalent of um, 
sommelier. A, a, a sommelier, a certified cicerone is on the higher end of like a sommelier. So there's about 2,100 of us in North America. Wow. Yeah, so there's, there's not a whole lot of us, to be honest. So, I, you know, I do take the whole thing very seriously. It's a pretty seriously. short list for a handful, a billion people. Big old place, right? But yeah, and then, um, you know, just recently, I finally, you know, kind of made the decision that it was time to uh, stop making money for other people, start making money for myself, right? This is what I really want. And we finally got time. here. I know. I one hour it. and 19 minutes later. An one, 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 one. It's lucky. It is lucky. Oh, now it's not. Never mind. It's one, one, two and change. Anyways. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, Third Street. Opening a bar. Finally. I want to hear about it. Sure. We're going to break this. So it's called The Last Beat, like the vegetable. It's on Third Street. It's right by the casino. It's right by the actual falls. Um, Third Street is actually a... It's kind of a sleepy bar district, but it's what I would call like the Elmwood of Niagara Falls. Yeah, I've been out there. I've drank out there. There's sure. a couple. There's a couple cool spots. It's like there. the Craft. There's Rust, which thankfully is shutting down. I think that's when I've been to. It's like all wood interior. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, nice looking interior. They do a nice thing. It used to be a country bar. They bought it, turned it into Rust, and changed and it's anything. Closing? It's closing because it's run. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of white supremacists. Okay. Well. Yeah, like they no, uh, no shout out for Russ. Cut that out. I'll, no yeah, shout out for no Russ. Shout out no, for I Russ. mean, like like legitimate, like open, like open card carrying white supremacists. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Right. Like night owl kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually ended. They're actually uh, actually shutting down because some kind of altercation with somebody that was African American, and they pistol whipped them. What the fuck? Yeah, man, cracked this dude's skull open. So, uh, all right. <laughs> what year is this? Today. Today, yeah, like last it's, week, it's twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. We're still alive and well, guys. So, no, if, you, if you don't think these issues are still relevant, I assure you that they are. But yeah, you also have the craft out there. Cool craft. I uh, like the craft. That's a cool spot. It's a cool spot. Bill, who runs the craft, really nice guy. He's about like you know, he's like four feet tall. He looks like a, <laughs> he looks like a little leprechaun. He's, he's, <laughs> he just always has like that magical look in his eye. Yeah, like he's up to something. Like, you never know what's going on yeah, with Bill. Yeah, yeah, He's great. And he, he always drinks, like, the sampler beers, too. So he's always walking around the street. He's a little guy. But he's just walking around the neighborhood with these tiny little beers, which I think is just, like, the... It's, like, where I want to be, right? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Age. You got one on third. Uh, so, like, we're opening a alternative art gallery, which, by that, I mean, like, um, not, like, watercolors, right, and portraits. We're doing like, uh, I have a lot of tattoo artists here in Buffalo that are doing not only flash, because that's kind of neat, but doing like big murals, big paintings. What's flash? Flash is like when you go into a tattoo shop and you see like those little pictures that have all these tiny little tattoos yeah, on Yeah, okay, okay, okay. They're all custom. Yeah. So like they'll be selling prints of that, but they'll be selling like big actual uh, pieces, actual paintings and pieces. Uh, shout out to Rob Alzheimer the second down at the parlor. He's actually one of my tattoo artists. Uh, Nicole Sawalski, who's down there as well. She's going to do some things. Um, a bunch of other friends of mine who are eluding me because, uh, you know, I'm trying to get drunk now. But, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I have a bunch of friends that are, like, from Buff State, and we decided to do an alternative art gallery first because it's really fucking hard in this country. Like, we, we have an appreciation for art. But we don't value art. So is it an – is it a – it's going to be a bar it's that's a bar. dubbed as an art gallery? No, it, it's like a bar first and foremost. So it's a craft cocktail niche wine 
kind of bar and we'll have maybe about eight taps i'm thinking for like some very select kind of beers but the, the the focus of the place is the arts doing live music doing art classes uh i'm a welder so i'll be teaching sculptural welding classes that's cool i'd be interested in that uh, and every single part of the bar is either built by myself or my partner yeah, you were telling me that. That's so, very, very cool. So everything is completely custom from the lighting. Like, we've done everything from the plumbing to the electric to the framing to the lighting to the building the bar, building the stools, building the tables. It's all custom. So this, it's is all the, this is the real blood, sweat, and tears right this here. This is the real blood, sweat, and tears. So like, when you walk into my place and you see the shit and you hate it, well... I built out. I, be, <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. Spend your money and go the but fuck home. <laughs> it is, it is going to be a very avant-garde kind of place. You know, the downstairs is... A very large area. How big, big is this place? It's about, about three thousand square feet. So we're, oh, only, wow. we're only looking at, but we're only looking at, you know, fourteen seats at the bar, and maybe four small tables. And the rest of the area is devoted. It's like a second floor that's devoted to like a classic art, like a. Art so we're gallery. talking lots of walking space. There's a lot of walking space. Yeah, sounds like a good drink date. Spot. It's more about contemplation of so like the way like everything in the place. We kind of want to focus on this idea of. Um, space as art or like function as art so everything from the bar top everything is it's built, an experience it's an experience yes everything is more or less a working sculpture very cool if you will so that, that's and it's also kind of because like I really enjoy art but art is so kind of aloof and haughty that it, it's hard for guys like us to walk into a place and just come to appreciate art well I I really have an appreciation for art because of my dad. He has a great appreciation of art. Do you know um uh do you know who Waylon is? I don't actually. Waylon, he's a glass sculptor. Oh yes, yes. But yeah, and yeah, he right. sculpts um like we have a, a Waylon at my house where I grew up and it's a shark piece. It's yeah. like one of 1500. Yeah, but super when you cool look stuff. at it straight on it's it's just three sharks, but when you look at it at the right angle it's infinite through the through the crystal, which is so fucking cool. Yeah, and then right. um, do you know uh, the Frogman? Yeah, he. My dad is a huge fan of his as well. So I have a, an appreciation, and as my dad's done mission trips throughout the Caribbean, he's collected original pieces from mostly from Jamaica, where he's done a lot of mission work. But sure. I I've developed a, a great appreciation for art, but not a lot of artists who I think are very good, get a good platform. And Absolutely. I, think, I think some art is, oh, I got to say it, I think some art is totally stupid. As do I. Yeah. Like, but, but then again, like anything, art is subjective based on your personal opinion. I agree. So, you know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. Yeah. What I'm going for is a very avant-garde niche alternative types of, types of art. Lots of like weird sculpture, lots of like pop art, lots of like smut art, to be honest. It's going to be a, a very challenging space. We're like we're not going to play it very safe. You're going way out there. We're doing way out there because I tin you know, cans and kind of shit. Well, maybe not so much like that, but like you know, I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself an artist, but I've always been a sculpturist. I I've made actually I've built a lot of things here in Buffalo for a lot of these bars. Really, believe it or not, yeah, I was one of the founding members of Solid Seven One Six, which is like uh, the upstairs bar top at Thin Man I built. Okay, uh, wow, that's really and cool. And a lot of the things at ABV I built. I love that. Um, um, I, as as a joke between a couple of my friends, it's like uh, it's like hipster Applebee's. 
Oh, sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I love it, though. It's so cool. And they have so many things that are so unique. I love their taps. I love the piping. I love all that yeah, shit. Yeah, built, like, built a lot. I didn't build the taps, but I built a lot of the tables, a lot of the, the sinks in the bathroom, all the concrete work. Yeah, I love those. I built all that. That's you know? awesome. And we're dude. down at, um, go down to like Yo, Deep South Taco. That, dude. Yeah, thanks, pal. I think that's so cool. So, like, you know, down Deep South Taco, all the cactuses and such. Like, you know, we, we, like, we did those. We did, we did a lot of tables. We did a lot of the bar work. Um, so I've, I've always, I've always been kind of artistic, but like you said, it's, it's hard to fucking break out into yeah. that. So now I'm trying to use this, uh, this platform to help promote a lot of my friends who are very talented. I think very cool artists, but wouldn't be able to get a spot in a conventional art gallery. Now, why Niagara Falls? Well, my partner is from Niagara Falls. Um, third street, the rent is incredibly cheap. Okay, it's a, it's a friend of my so partner. So the, the size of the space have, you can get there is, is it's not it's, comparable to what you can get it's here. It's cheaper than what I pay for my house. We'll put it like that. Jesus. Christ. Well, nobody. I mean, because it, 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 it I don't has want, a bad rep. Yeah, I don't want to take this moment to talk to talk shit about Niagara Falls, but me being a more of a layman's person about the area, since I'm not sure from that, like I'm from southern western New York. Everybody considers Niagara Falls as this bad thing. Like I can get, which is a, exactly how I thought. Like about I can get it. a four bedroom house for the same amount that I pay for this one studio room. Which is exactly how I thought when I first yeah. moved there. But my my partner's lived there his entire life. He's uh, he grew up in Columbia, then he moved here with his family, and you know he he's actually the reason why I got into this. Okay, I, I wasn't initially on board, and he talked me into it. And by like talked me into it, like he has the passion. You can tell how much he cares, and maybe you should have him on this this place. I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. The guy is—he's a fucking—he's a gem. He's a real gem for our industry. Um, but also, you know, not just the fact we're opening a bar, but we just solidified a hundred thousand dollar grant from the federal government and passed this all through City Hall and all the business owners. We're actually turning that entire part of the street. I'm bringing in muralists from New York City and all across the that country. That is awesome. And we're turning. We're painting. Every single fucking building on that street. That's so cool. And the Falls is going to build the Third Street uh, Art District. That's going like, to change it. And we're going to put sculpture on the street. Like, well, you know, they already have this like little art, like a art alley, if you will. Yeah. So there's already some street art. But you're on publicizing there. it, like you're bringing. But it now full we're going to make it fucking big. You, so, guys, you guys heard it here first. Breaking this here. Third Street Art District. God, that's so cool. It's me, me, and my uh, my 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 partner uh, Andre. How did you guys think of that? Just that's him. It's just it's it's you know it's weird. Maybe perhaps if you have me back on. We'll have I will. I would we'll love, love to have Andre and myself. Maybe on. yeah. Because if you listen to us go back and forth, it's it's just like a springboard. Yeah. They just our our ideas just bounce off each other. It's actually very unique in my 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 experience. That's why I partnered up with them because it's it's we're very different, but it, we just play off each other. It's really interesting. Now, when are you guys looking for to open? June fourth, right on the corner. 4th. Let's, well. Well, yeah, I'm going to talk business right now. Let's do it there. Oh, that sounds great. With the three of us. Because this is a whole system's portable. Yeah. I can go anywhere with this and this, and we can record anywhere we want. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap this up now because we, we're going to touch a lot more on this in the next time we do this. We've talked a lot about Buffalo. I'm glad we got into this business end of it. There's a couple more things I want to pick your brain about sure. about this project. Well, I'm always happy to come back. But... I think it's a good call. I think we should end it here. 
Um, and I think the next time we should pick this up, you should pick it up with you and your partner about this art project. Sounds great, brother. And it's Touch on Buffalo. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, absolutely, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has um, been, been a lot of fun. So, well, back to our sponsors. Thank you so much for, for Prodigal Farms for bringing this to you guys. Uh, Buffalo City Beat has been an absolute pleasure for me to, to work on this project and to do. Thank you guys so much for being listeners. Um, you can find this episode Thursday. I don't know. I can't remember the date. I'll post it At on some Instagram. Point, you know, yeah, we'll, I'll we'll post it on it Instagram and on Twitter with the dates and on Facebook. Thank you so much, brother, for being part of this. I'm very happy to be we're here. We're going to cut it right now. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day.